right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an unfair resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right, he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Back again, once again, is the incredible I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here with my man, 100 years. Charlie Chase, baby. Oh, look at you, Charlie Chase, baby. I put a little emphasis on the chase, baby. You you, you, you added up to it a little bit. Oh, look <laughs> well, who- Well, look, it's episode nine, Flex. We're getting better at this. Look who, look, look who woke up. <laughs> nice. Must have been the uh, pre-show meal. What'd you have? It's a boring-ass cheese sandwich. What's, why do you say that's like a bad thing? Maybe what was... No, you know that, that last minute you got to get something quick to eat before the show? There was a pret right down the block, so that did the uh, did the trick. All right, there you go. That's How cool. you doing, brother? Can't complain, even if I didn't want to make anything better. Yeah, all, all nixed out today? Yes, yes, yes. I figured out I'd come today in, uh, uh, in, a, in a cl- colors that we relate to, because yes. I'm always coming like in a Giants or like my yeah, Yankee yeah. hat. I'm always in my blue Yankee fitted. You're very uh, neutral today. Yeah, very Knicks, I mean, I'm not a Knicks fan, but I could cheer for them. You're not a Knicks fan? I'm not. Well, in basketball, I told you this before. You don't pay attention. In basketball- You're I'm, more about players. I'm more of a fan of players. So you're not a Knicks season. fan? No, I, but I would cheer for the Knicks, though. So this is why you like daily as opposed to season long? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. So I, you don't like- I guess you could say that. So you're afraid of commitment. <laughs> afraid of commitment. <laughs> this is what you're telling season, me. Season long is a commitment, man. So this is what you're telling me. Sure. No, but I, I have no issues. Shout with out commitment. to Annabelle. No, <laughs> no, babe, no issues with commitment. Don't, don't let them get you like that. Uh, I just started problems in the bottom of the Menti house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, but, but the truth be told, to be honest with you, uh, the main reason why <clears throat> I came, um, I guess, New York Knicks out mm-hmm. is because I, I wanted to wear my New York Knicks hat. I haven't worn it in a while, but because my Yankee hat just like stinks. Oh yeah, it's been extremely hot lately. You know that. How old is that? Not that old. I I just I just sweat so disgustingly. I sweat so much, mm-hmm. dude. Like I, I I run hot, so I'm 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 always sweating. Yeah, but you're you're from New York, man. Your your Yankee fitted shouldn't get that you know that worn. You know that's I, like uh, I sweat like Air Force Ones. You know, you I only sweat wear them once or twice. I sweat way more than the average human being. Anybody that plays basketball with me knows this. Ah. <laughs> I'm, You're like that guy in the um, the Ben Stiller movie when the guy's all sweaty and he doesn't want to guard him. Well, yeah, because he's all sweaty and like has hairy body and he's just. Yeah, but that's because he's a germaphobe, though. What was the name of the movie? You're, Along came Polly. Along came Polly. Yeah, Mike giving me the, the, the <laughs> yeah, head shake. Yeah, he knows I got that. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Good. You're good. At, you're good with your movies. I'm, like, I, you're I, I know them. I swing with the best of them, my but, friend. But you're like the hairy guy from Along Came Polly. I, I I'm worse than that. Like I said, literally, yeah, I wouldn't like, want to guard you either. No, I'm literally like I'm. Like when I sweat, I could I bring like about like six different T-shirts. Sometimes guys play ball, I'm like ah, Flex switched up his T-shirt. I forgot who he was, <laughs> and uh, I'm like the type I, I could wring out my shirt and it just drenched. Oh, I just got a visual. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, no, I'm I'm what not you, exaggerating. You have to swap out shirts like every five points. Like you can't make it. No, I, I play the game out, but then I get all slimy and stuff. 
You know? That's, that's nice. <laughs> what did Chris Rock say? It's like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter just glistening. Just glistening. <laughs> so, like someone throw some sand on him. It was just... that comedian, Martin Lawrence? He's like, the water was just glistening all over your body. What Remember was that? that? What are you? T- Whoa, you where did. What, what, you know what? the old Martin Lawrence saying that? No. Go, go back and YouTube it tonight. You, it's actually one of his funniest lines. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. So you nixed out. Uh, did you hear what um, Meta World Peace said about the, the Knicks? That they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals this year against the Pacers? He's a man. <laughs> that's a Queens boy right there. <laughs> I don't uh, know if I agree with you, Ron Ron, but that's a bold man. statement. And what he told Craig say it is say Queensbridge. Queensbridge. Say Queensbridge. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. He's the man, Ron Artest. Uh, yeah. And what it, what it, it just made me feel like it's funny. And I know he's listening right now because he always listens to uh, my boy Ruben, and he's going to hate that I said his real name, but he names his plants, and one of his plants mm-hmm. is called Meta World Peace Lily. Oh yeah, <laughs> a, that's awesome. Yeah, he has a uh, plant Nellipley Cruz, uh, Fernie Sanders. Mm. <laughs> so he names all his little creative. plants. Yeah, no, he's funny like that. He is. He is. He's really funny like that. Uh, I guess I'll call him by the name he wants. Is OG Flacco, and that's. I'm not going to say the rest. I can't. I I I I can't say it on the other rest of his name. <laughs> Are you tell, you'll tell me off air. Uh, he'll text me later about. It. It's going to be funny. But anyways, uh, so yeah, so this is episode nine. The show's doing really good. Once again, to remind you guys, the Le'Veon Bell jersey, still up for grabs. Yes, sir. It's still up for grabs. And remember, do everything you can to get noticed to win this autographed Le'Veon Bell jersey. I'm telling you, what I'm going to do too, and I'm going to do this weekend, I'm going to take the the certificate of authenticity. I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to put it up on our Insta snaps, on our story. And you could Google it and see that it's real, that it's legit signed by Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. Comment on our YouTube pages. Comment on our on our BFB um, Instagram at BFB Podcast. On our Twitter at Podcast BFB. You know, repost our picture. Follow us. Subscribe to us. Rate us. Comment on iTunes. Comment on Google Play. Comment anywhere. Get yourself noticed. Get yourself all the chances you could get. Yeah, to win this jersey. And it's crunch time now. I mean, we're probably going to be picking a winner within like the next three weeks at the most, I would say, right before the start of the season. Yeah, right, 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 right before week one goes off. Yeah. And week one, remember, starts on a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So right before that Thursday, that's when we're going to pick our winner. We're going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, and then we'll have, we'll have more yeah, yeah. giveaways. Yeah. But this is a big one because it's Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. The next one's going <clears> to <throat> be cool too, but we're not going to, we're not going to say too much about that one yet. I can't tell him now. You sure? Not yet. Not yet. Let's let's say let's put that one on ice. You can't tell me what to do, Charlie. <laughs> but we are less than a month away from football flex. Less than a month. Can you believe it? Less than a month. Le- you know what? You know what? You know what? I, you know what? It's also a, not so much about sports, but also about we're less than a month away. We're, we're within a few weeks away of our drafts, and I'm happy about yes. that. And I want to give a big shout out also. And it, it's actually I don't know if I ever told you the name, but so we got invited to play in the league with other Instagrammers. And oh yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I should have had all the name that I'll put the name up on our on our on our on our podcast. On, I'll talk about all the names and shout out everybody on the next podcast. But on our Instagram, I put up everybody that's participating. But it's cool. So I got hit up. Um, it's Eye for Talent, uh, uh, fantasy football. I know he hit me up. He us up and invited us to play with other fantasy footballers on Instagram that give out their fantasy football advice. So other like advisors of fantasy football Instagrams, and it's the big uh, fantasy football league for battle of Instagram. Right. B-I-G. Right, right. So it's the big Instagram league. And, yeah, we got that first draft coming up August 20th, you and I. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That's probably going to be my first draft because we usually, with all my drafts, we <clears throat> we literally draft, like, literally, like, right before, like, the week of 
you know the uh, the opener or the week before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we because we that's yeah we have that draft the twentieth. Then we have our BFB league mm-hmm. on the thirty first Friday. Then I have my amateur hour league on that Saturday. Then I have my league at Romacento Sunday Fun Day F Monday on Sunday. Then I have my FYPM league on the Wednesday before kickoff. Yeah, so it's definitely a <clears throat> drafting season. But yeah, are you still watching Hard Knocks? Yeah, so episode two last night. Oh God, it's it's good. I mean, look, they you don't watch it, right? Is there a reason why you don't watch it? You're just not a fan of of the show, like, or is it because the Giants have never been on it? Just don't care. Yeah, it's cool. Like you get a behind the scenes look at it. I mean, look, I'm pretty sure they're not showing everything, but they kind of delved into like um, when Corey Coleman got got traded, how he walked into the um, the head coaches. He, he walked into Hugh Jackson's um, office, and he's like, "Look, he's like, why am I running with the ones?" He's like, if you don't want me to play, just trade me. And they got him up out of there. That's what happens. Yeah. They just got him up out of there. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's I've always liked Corey Coleman. I was a big um, fan of Corey Coleman before with his rookie season, but he was hurt. Yeah, yeah. And he killed but the second game. But he never met expectations. Like, they had really high hopes for him. Because he got hurt. I mean, game right. week two, he killed. And then he got hurt. Yeah. But even like it was week two of his rookie season, right? Even in the in the show, they're just saying like they were riding him the whole time, like they're like in practice. Um, So yeah, so maybe you know what a young player, maybe a change of scenery is good for him. Maybe my throat hurts today. They kind of teased Dez signing with them. Yeah. What do you think about that, Mister Dallas Cowboy? I mean, honestly, I I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. Um, but ideally, I would like to see Des go to to the Texans. I think that would be a good fit for him. Um, but I wouldn't be mad at him going to the Browns. I mean, look, he, he'll probably just take a one year deal, like a prove it deal. And you know, I see him balling out. Like, look, the thing with Des is that I don't think I don't think he's washed. Like a lot of people think that he's washed. Now, I don't think that he's the 2014 Des when he caught 16 touchdowns. But I also don't think that he's the Des of last year that looked like a shell of himself. I kind of think he's somewhere in the middle. So I think, you know, him taking a one-year prove-it deal will be the best thing for his career. I mean, look, he's still only 29 years old. He shouldn't have – athletically, he shouldn't have fallen off a cliff like that so quick. What do you think about people talking about, well, like him taking the deal with a team that – I guess because Des go joining that team, that wide receiver core. Mm Mm-hmm. That's like beyond stacked of a wide receiver core. Well, yeah, I mean, you got you got Juice, you got Gordon. If, I mean, but Gordon's kind of a wild card, you know. You don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah, you do. When he's on the field, he's going to produce. It, but that's a big if, though. It, it if, looks if, like he look, will be. If, if he if he plays sixteen games, he's got legit top five wide receiver talent. Oh yeah, he's got out of this world talent. Oh but yeah, that's not that's never the issue with him. And you know, the kid Callaway's showing some promise also. So they'll definitely be stacked at the WR position for sure. Hmm. Yeah, That's give it a bit. shot. Give it a shot. I think you would like it. You know, you know what you do. It's funny. So I like watching. Uh, look at the bar stool Instagram. Mm-hmm. You seen recently? I seen the last couple, but uh, I mean, <clears throat> I don't check it like every day. So the last one I saw that was funny was but not, not so much funny, but uh, the DeAndre Hopkins getting into a fight. With the that I seen. That I seen. But that wasn't the big one. You know which one was hilarious to me? The, the one with uh, Terrell Pryor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? It's it's funny that you mentioned that because I was really thinking about that today. He got punked, Terrell. Oh you got god. punked. Oh my god! You got punked. <laughs> the guy threw a fake punch and he flinched like I've never seen he did, before. He just he just like threw his shoulder like like, like that corner. Yeah, yeah whoever yeah, he was, yeah. I wasn't even look at the name. 30, I couldn't I couldn't see the name because that's. Oh, go, go on. So what you got to say? I'll, I'll you tell you got thirty point. pounds worth of equipment on. You know, you shouldn't be flinching like that. But the point the point I was <laughs> trying to back. Make, <laughs> lean, yeah, back. lean back for real. Shout out to Fat Joe. <laughs> 
Um, but the thing about that is I think that the NFL, um, I, I think that those, those practices with joint practices are a terrible idea. And I think that it's going to take like one significant injury for them to just like just be, go away with it. You know what I mean? Think about it if, if Hopkins like tore his ACL in that skirmish. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's terrible. It's terrible for the league. And it, like every joint practice, they're fighting. Yeah, but you know, I, I get it like that. But, you know, but still, he shouldn't be fighting. Like now I know because his helmet already fell off and then the corner pushed him. Yeah. I don't know where that corner was that pushed him. Right. But <clears throat> he pushed him after he his helmet already off. And I guess that's why he – I understand why he got really pissed. Trust me, I do. But you see Hopkins swing first. Right. He didn't even have to tear his ACL. He could have just broken his hand hitting it on the helmet. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And they're they're going look, they're, those are not your teammates. So they're going, you know, they're going live. They're going full blast the entire time. You know yeah. what I mean? So I just think that No, I don't I don't, not, I don't think they're smart I, it's, either. It's not a good idea. I don't think so either. Yeah. I, I I agree, I agree. It's 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 mock draft season. Yeah. Can't be having yeah, people exactly. hurt like this, all right? It's mock draft season, which is the most important thing right <laughs> Come now. Come on, DeAndre, I'm considering you at number six, man. Um <laughs> smarten up. But but yeah, so what I know, but so like I said, like I didn't know the corner, and I, like I had my boy, um, bald head Ed, we call him, and he he knows a lot of, uh, especially like like football players, like he's he's legit friends with a lot of these like real A list celebrity athletes. It's connected. Yeah, 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 and it's and it's just by word of mouth, like you know, like because he's all the club scene. Like, hey, if you're looking for, you know, you want some place to go in New York, you're looking for a party to go to, hit up Ed, hit up Ed. He just knows everybody, and we just all know him. And we also reach out to him a lot of times, like been helping us up. Anyways, but it's just, he's just friendly with everybody. It's not because he's like rich or like made or has any kind of major connections. He's just friendly with everybody. He just happens to know people, and you know that that's that. Like I, you know, I've always gone along great with Ed. But anyways, but one thing about him is that, and he he said too, I think when he mentioned uh, talking about that. Football players always say that most people, even know how much they love football and follow football, don't recognize. They it. don't recognize it because they're always covered, and they they they're hardly ever recognize as opposed to like NBA players or you know who are always out there. And you can right, see, right. but these are, that's why like I guess sometimes unless if I see the name I mean, on that, the back, that, that depends though. Like if someone has like something like unique about them, like like look, Odell could go anywhere and get noticed. You know what I mean? Zeke is is he's got that he's got a noticeable face. You know, so I guess it depends. Yeah, but I'm still like I'm 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 sure like you know if you see like Kirk Cousins or Alex Smith, I'm sure a lot of people I wouldn't notice them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you like you're doing commercial ads. Anyways, so um, today's show, what we got for you because we have a couple of the last shows. We 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 have a couple more shows left until our season starts, and then once the season starts, we're gonna be doing two shows a week. Two a week. Two a week. You we're heard be two a day. These are two a week. Two a week. We're going to be doing every show every Tuesday morning and then having it sent out and aired out every Tuesday morning because we want to make sure that we give you guys time to look at the waiver wire. Yes. Because for the most part, Monday night finishes. Then Tuesday, you have your time to look at the waiver wire, make your decisions. And then Wednesday, the waiver goes live or whatever. Oh, man. My throat's like all scratches today. So whatever is like uh, all, um, whatever, whatever, whatever player you wanted to get. You get on Wednesday morning, you wake up and you'll see whoever's like on your team and who you got the waiver wires. So every Tuesday morning, we're going to have an episode out for you. And then every Friday night, we're also going to record an episode here to have it aired out on Saturday morning. Right. And then that's when we're uh, also going to give you like all like the information for the week, for the Sunday, for the big Sunday lineups, for the Monday night lineups, you know, so we will give you all that. So every Tuesday morning and then uh, Saturday, I mean, Saturday morning. 
you get yeah. to hear the episodes of the BFB podcast. Absolutely. I'm excited for week <clears throat> one, man. I was reviewing some of the pricing on um, on FanDuel and DraftKings just to sort of get ready for week one, and I'm I'm hyped for football, man. You're hyped? Yeah. You're hyped? Yeah, for sure. Charlie Chase. <laughs> I can tell, right? In the beginning of it. So going on to so today's episode, so we got, we're going to talk about the NFC. That's the main thing we're going to talk about today's show is we're going to talk about the NFC. Yes. And then the next episode we're going to do this Saturday, right? Yes. Yes, this Saturday, and then we're going to talk about the AFC. Yeah. And of course, why we picked the NFC because we're both the NFC guys. That's that's true. I remember I told you this in the car ride too. Not not uh, the one we had last week. I told you uh, it'd be nice if we do a show with Matthew Berry and Mike Clay. Yeah, we'll have every uh, every team in the division covered. <laughs> yeah, because you know you're the Cowboys guy. I'm the Giants guy. Matthew Berry is the Redskins guy, and then Mike Clay's an Eagles guy. Yeah, it'd be a big uh, battle there. Yeah, the, um, the NFC East <clears throat> pod. So let's get right. In, let's just get right into it. Let's just, just dive right into it with the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Let, and then what we'll do is we'll just like like uh, talk about um, all the teams that we as much you know as, as thoroughly as we can, mainly talking about our opinion of what's going to come out of these teams. Now, of course, it, there's a very thin line between like fantasy, uh, as a fantasy player and as a real football player. Like I know for years, and I've said this for a long time, Melvin Gordon, like to me on the field, I know like few like a year or two ago, like he's not last year he was good, but I remember there was like one year like he wasn't that good of a of a real football player. But a stud fantasy. But a, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like he did great in fantasy. Right. But he wasn't that good like in football. Like same thing like Will Fuller's another one to say. Like when when he was playing with um Watson last year, mm-hmm. he didn't really did that many catch or do that, you know, put up that many stats on the football field. But fantasy wise, he just killed. He's a killer, yeah. Yeah. So then there's a di- difference. So but we're gonna talk about the these teams in general and then you know, of course with some fantasy yeah. implications on it for the most part. So but we're just going to talk about what we want with the team. Let's just dive right into it. Let's start off big. Let's start off with the NFC East. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Charlie. You started off. Which team do you want to talk about from the NFC East? Well, uh, I'll save the best for last. So I'll go with... Um, I'll no, go no, with... you can't talk about the Giants. I'm talking about the Giants. Nah, nah. <laughs> well played, Flex. Um, so the Philadelphia Eagles. Really? You want to start off like that? Yeah, All right, we'll, cool. We'll, God, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with That's that. anticlimactic. <laughs> so, so anticlimactic. Look, it's going to pain me like what I'm about to say. So let me just get it out of here. You know, let me let me get out of here quick. So, mm-hmm. look, the Eagles, whether we like it or not, are still the class of the division. <clears throat> you know, like they're um, they're keeping their cards really tight to their chest with Carson Wentz. They're saying that, oh, is he ready? Is he not ready? Um, what's going on with him? He may or may not be ready for Week One. I'm not buying it. I perfectly anticipate Carson Wentz being on the center Week One. So, look, really, I think so. What makes you say that? Because, I mean, look, he's he's practicing. They're not holding him back in practice. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's taking, you know, first-team reps. I don't, he's going to be practicing. He'll he'll play game three, I think. I don't think he's going to play the next game. But I fully expect Carson Wentz under center week one. Um, I mean, look, they're not going to, you know, say that he's ready. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to give that away. But um, I, based from what I've been seeing, and, you know, I, I follow the beat writers on Twitter, and I, I think um, all indications are to him being full goal for week one. Okay. Now, you know, they still have one of the best offensive line in the league, if not the best offensive line. And I think that they have a chance to get off to a really, really quick start. Now, they the benefits of winning the Super Bowl is what? You open up on Thursday night, right? Okay. So that's going to give them a full 10 days before the next game, right? So then they, they go um, – they have a week two matchup against Tampa Bay without famous Jameis and then a home game against the Colts. So they could get off to another really quick start, you know. So 
I think the Eagles are the class of the division. I think that they're gonna they're gonna be in the mix for that first overall seed. Um, so yeah, man, that's my take on the Eagles. Now, as far as fantasy wise, I think that Wentz going in the middle of the seventh round, there's value there. I know that you're not really big on him this year, and I think Jay Ajay, man, I, it wouldn't be it wouldn't shock me if he finishes inside the top ten for running backs. So I think all around, I think the Eagles are, are set to have a good year. I mean, I, I, I like Ajay a lot this year. I yeah. really do like Ajay a lot this year. I've been saying it, but you know, I feel comfortable and safe. Uh, yeah. About and there was an interesting statistic I seen about him uh, earlier today, where mm-hmm. not last year but the year before he converted fifty six percent of his goal line touches into touchdowns. So you know, no Legarrette Blunt there anymore. So he's going to get all that goal line work. So I see a spike in touchdowns for him, and I just see him having a big year. Yeah, no, I I I definitely see a a, a big year for him. I mean, I see him getting more of the goal like goal line rushing work. Mm-hmm. Corey Clement, I see getting more of the goal because they liked him at the goal line. They used him even last year, even with Legarrette Blunt there. They still use Corey Clement there at the goal line. So I like Ajayi there. I I still don't see the value in getting Carson Wentz where it is because it's 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 like I said, it's like when you're paying like six round price for him, mm-hmm. and he ends up being healthy. It's not like a steal. Well, he's going. I, I just checked it today. He's going in the middle <clears throat> of the seventh round. Mm-hmm. So because I mean, be, because I mean, like there. The, I mean, that's, I have no problem taking him there. I, 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 I not really for, for his, not for his upside. Yeah, it's just way too much of a wide I mean, range look, of outcome. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. On a prior pri- uh, on a prior podcast, you said that it wouldn't shock you if he's the number one overall point scorer in fantasy this year. Okay. Right. You said that a couple of podcasts. Ago. Yes. So for you know for me to get him at, at the middle of the seventh round, I'm okay with that. Think there's value there. I, I just I just see too much of a wide range of outcomes because he could you know if it's seven rounds not going to kill your team, but still I just see too much of a wide range yeah. of outcomes. And I mean, I'm and that's the thing. He won't kill your team. Like I wouldn't <clears> take him in the fourth round. Now, who do you like better, uh, Jeffries or Aguilar? Jeffries. Hmm. I'm not yeah. crazy about Jeffries. Yeah, I I just I like Jeffries better. It's, I think it's, you know just, always... just athletically he's a better receiver, and I think he's gonna yeah, get. But he's got he's got injury prone, yeah. and, and he's just I mean he's, he's not gonna like a, exciting. He's gonna get a, a lion's share of the target. You know what I mean? He's gonna get a majority of the target. No, 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 no. He's still gonna get his targets. I'm sure he is, but I I just I just think that for you know he goes higher than Aguilar. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like almost like. I think it's like it's more of a hyped up like duo with Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. Like I personally like I like Golden Tate better as a player, but I rather draft Marvin Jones because Marvin Jones I feel is going to put up very similar numbers. Yeah, and then um, you just think there's more upside with Marvin Jones, even though and not, mean, not 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 see that's the thing not necessarily so much with upside. Mm-hmm. I just. I just think that they're going to put up very similar numbers, and he costs less, which is my same thing with Nelson Aguilar and uh, Alshon Jeffries. That you know, it's he costs less, and he's going to put up more, you know, numbers. I think, or just yeah. around the same amount I mean, of numbers. The, my my thought process is, if I'm deciding between two players, and they're going, you know, pretty similar, you know, in terms of their their ADP. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're pretty close together. I always go like I'll I'll go with talent. All day, every day, and I just think that Jeffries is a more talented receiver. I don't think he's all that much more talented, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, you know, we don't see much opinions of a difference between them. So, who would you like to speak about uh, first in the NFC East? Well, I guess because you don't want to go with your Cowboys, I'm not going to go. You know what? I'm going with it. I'm talking about my Giants because that's what I do. I put them first. Okay. I put them first, no matter what. I rep my New York Giants. 
and I'm going to talk about my Giants right away. Well, get it say out the way. Quan's, say Quan's first run, though. <laughs> say Quan's first run. He already you has saw a, he already has a it. Da, 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 da. Stop. No, I'm just saying. Stop. Stop. <laughs> say Quan's first run. Mm-hmm. You saw when he you saw the hole, he stopped, he moved, he pivoted, he cut, he, and he was out. Right. He was a flash. Said it last week. It reminds me of Love Bell. Only better. Only better. Only better. You got to face that twice. Okay? Uh, but no, but speaking realistically about the New York Giants, uh, New York Giants, big, big bounce back year this year for a lot of reasons. And it's because the Giants were doing well with Tom Coughlin. Mm-hmm. Ben McAdoo was our, like, Phil Jackson, I guess you want to call it, or whatever mm-hmm. it was that came along. That or our Derek Fisher, mm-hmm. whatever it was that came along that just hurt us. That was terrible. Set you back. Macadon't. I hated Macadon. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I liked him when he began with because you know you like him with the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, all this and that third. <clears throat> but no, he he just he was terrible for us. He hurt us. Like I said, on average, Eli Manning was around like a thirteen top thirteen quarterback, and then he went down to the twenties for both you know for all those times mm-hmm. with Macadon. And then for Macadon. And for McAdoo sitting him, which I thought was the most yeah. rich, dumbest thing out there. Even me as a Cowboy fan, like I had a problem with that. I'm like, come on, I had a huge problem me, with that because the like thing that. is, is that if you if you sat him and because you wanted to play Davis Webb because you wanted to see what Davis Webb has in a real NFL game, mm-hmm. and because you wanted to think about maybe I'm not going to take a quarterback in this upcoming draft because I want to see if we have Davis Webb as the future. If you wanted to, you know what? I still think it's wrong. You would have been okay with it, though. No, no. I wouldn't have been okay with it. But I could understand the justification the, the of thought it. Process. I could understand why. You could defend yourself mm-hmm. that way, like intellectually, with a good reason. And I would still think it's wrong. I would understand, though. I just wouldn't agree, but I would understand... I do not understand why you did it for Geno Smith. All of New York knows what Geno Smith got. The Jets know what he has. We know what he has. You don't have to go too far. You to don't. Find you out don't about have Gino. to. The guy has a one-year deal. The guy had a one-year deal. What's he on the Chargers now? Right. Yeah. Good luck, Los Angeles. <laughs> Whatever. Take him. That's fine. Go on the other side of the country. But the problem is, is that you sat up for that. So anyway, stop talking about last year. Moving on. Um, they beefed the offense offense's line. Nate Solder. He's the type of guy, leave him alone on an island, he'll protect you, and he'll protect Eli's blind side. He'll protect his left side. So I think it's going to give Eli more of that comfortability mm-hmm. to bring out the good veteran Manning in him that is there to make smarter decisions. He's still going to throw his interceptions. He's still going to throw his stupid passes. It's just what Eli tends to do because Eli is a crunch guy. That's why Eli holds the record for the most touchdowns in the fourth quarter in a single season by a quarterback mm-hmm. because he is a clutch Guy, that's what he does. We've seen it in the Super Bowls. We've seen it with the yeah. David Tyree catch. We've seen it with the Mario Manahan pass. There yeah. was no, there, that was perfect coverage, but that was a perfect pass that was placed there. Yeah. You got Odell that, back. That throw, that that throw to Manningham, um, that's one of the greatest throws I've ever seen. It was it was perfect right there. There's yeah. no, there's no, no matter how hard for me that is to say. You you can't you you cannot have a perfect defense for that perfect offense, and I was just perfectly placed where yeah. it had to be. Um, and I, yes, I know it's hard for you to say, but it is true. So, and it's just um, with Odell back. Healthy, mm-hmm. hopefully staying that way. Very healthy, with Shepard being a great number two, mm-hmm. uh, and not for nothing. Your number three, you could do a lot worse than Cody Latimer as your number three. I think he has a lot of talent just because you know. But he was always overshadowed by guys like Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas when he was on the Broncos. And Eric Flower, like you said, is a turnstile. He's terrible, terrible, awful. Mm-hmm. 
I am hoping by placing him on the right side that he'll do better yeah. for what we projected him to be as a number one overall pick. Not a number one, excuse me, first rounder. Right. And I, Will Hernandez is a monster. That He's guy monster. is a mountain. But the thing with Flowers is that I, I think, you know, the switch to, the switch in position I think is going to help him because he it seems like his confidence is just shot. You know yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, I, uh, you could also say too. You could also say that it drives him hungry. It's fuel to his fire. It's like right. putting out fire with gasoline right, right. to prove more. But not to talk much about it. So I just see a huge, huge, huge improvement of the Giants. I just, I give them a good shot at winning the East. Mm-hmm. I really do believe they have a good shot at winning the East. It's not gonna. The Eagles aren't gonna make it easy for them. Yeah. But I mean, I they do, have they have a really difficult schedule. They have a difficult schedule, yeah. but they really do. I'm not happy with the schedule, but like I said, it's but what also I think is a big improvement is Pat Shermer. I think Pat Shermer's offense, you know, one year of having just Case Keenum, look at all the potentially brought out of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and what he's gonna do for Saquon, what he's gonna do for these receivers. That's what I just do believe. And I also believe because um oh, I forgot his name, the, de- the the defense coordinator. But anyways, I know he was in Arizona, and Arizona's always had a strong defense. So I think with him there, it's going to improve us even more. So I like all those players I mentioned in the Giants. I even like even drafting Cody Latimer in like a deep league, like a 16, 14-team league. And if you have like a lot of deep players, if you want to go for like a real deep sleeper, especially, God forbid, if any injuries happen to my Giants, mm-hmm. he'd be good to pick there. Oh, and never, let's not forget Evan Ingram. You know, so 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 I, I like Ingram. There's fantasy implications and real life football implications all over, sprinkled all over the New York Giants, yeah. and it's making me very hopeful. Aside from a tough schedule, for a very fun year. So yeah. that's my take on the Giants. So how many how many wins, real quick, before we move on? Twenty, even though we're only playing uh, sixteen games. <laughs> no, come on. Ten. Ten wins. Ten. All right. I mean, they they have a brutal start to the season, but you're a brutal start. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, moving on. So uh, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. <laughs> so here's the thing with the Cowboys. Huh? What? Um, I think that they're going to have one of the most surprising units in the division. You and, do? Yeah. You know what that unit is? Oh, go ahead. Talk to me. Their defense. I think their defense is going to be a lot better than people anticipate. I'm going to make a bold prediction, b- prediction and say that they finish within the top ten in defense. Now, the reason for that is, you know, they they still have one of the best pass rushers in the league in uh, Demarcus Lawrence coming off a 14-and-a-half sack season. Uh, but Jalen Smith has been the talk of training camp. Now, remember with, with him a couple of years ago, he was projected as a top-five pick before the injury. You know, they ended up taking him in, you know, with a flyer in the second round, and he's looked incredible in camp, basically to where he was before the injury. So he's a wild card. If he could really turn back, you know, the clock to pre-injury Jalen Smith, he's he's gonna, you know, he's gonna do a lot of damage in that defense. Also, you know, Chris Richards is, you know, he where he's from, right? The oh. old uh, secondaries coach for the Seahawks is now secondaries coach for the Cowboys. He was the architect of the famous Legion of Boom defense. He's going to have those young boys flying around the football. So I think their defense is going to be really, really, really improved. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, you still have one of the best units in the league, which is their offensive line. Their offensive line, to me, I still think it's the top offensive line in the league. Some people say the Eagles. Some people say the Saints. But I, I have them right there, you know, in that group. And, you know, Zeke Elliott, Vegas has him as the odds-on favorite to win the Russian title at plus 250. They have Todd Gurley at 350, and they have Le'Veon Bell at plus 400. So Vegas is all in on Zeke on winning the Russian title. So I just think that the Cowboys are going to have you know a better year than they did last year. 
They were nine and seven with Zeke missing six games, and it was considered a down year for them. Nine and seven, it was considered a down year. So you have a full sixteen games of Zeke. I see the Cowboys winning, you know, ten to eleven games, and I still think the Eagles are going to win the division. I think the Eagles are going to be twelve and four, but I think the Cowboys can challenge them for the division and push for a wild card. Okay. Yeah. And as far as fantasy production goes, I'm, I mean, I see big things out of Zeke Elliott. That that you know goes without saying. But I think the the interesting person in this offense could be Tavon Austin. Oh God. Why oh God? Oh God. Why oh God? Because it's Tavon Austin. Do I have to explain to you right. why? I now can't wait. Was, this like especially now, my boy Tavon, Kento here. Tavon, you said Tavon Austin and sees Tavon and laughs Austin at that. was the number eight overall pick in the draft when he was drafted. Right? So and what does he have that you can't teach? The speed, speed. Okay, but so doesn't matter got, if you don't use if you're not it that good. Flex, flex, it doesn't matter. Like he's he, not that good. You have to account for him on the field. No, you don't. Yes, you, you really a guy that runs a four three forty. You don't have to. Account you got to count. Do you have to count for quarter Patterson? Yeah, you do. No, you don't. For his speed, yeah, <laughs> of course you do. No, you don't. If someone has game breaking speed, you have to account for him. No, you don't. You know what I mean? The minute he fakes an end around and Zeke takes it up the gut for thirty yards, you're gonna see the effect that he has on an offense. No, no matter what, you ha- you have to account for speed on the football. I field. think you trust Tavon Austin and more than Tavon Austin trusts Tavon Austin. No, right, look, just just remember we're having this conversation. You know, week four, week five of, of the regular. You season. remember we're having no, this conversation. See what happens that he does nothing. Believe me, I will remember. And even um, you know, Michael Gallup has shown a lot of promising. Michael camp. Gallup, yes. Alan Hearns has shown a lot. of Alan Hearns, camp. I'm fine with. I like Cole Beasley too. And but you start off with Tavon Austin because he's a difference maker on the field. Your, your wide receiver core is bad enough as it is, and you started off with the worst the, one. The wide receiver core is going to be a lot better than most people think. See, oh, I, the masses God. all had that same approach, and they're all going to have that. Everyone's going to be surprised. Oh God! Let me ask you a question: If he if he gets the ball twelve times a game, you don't think good things will happen? No, it's right, Tavon Austin. What has he done? What has he done that could make me think different? He wasn't utilized the right way. Flex. What do you mean? You just, no, because he's not that good. No, I disagree. He's not that good. I, I disagree. Would you draft him? Yeah, I would draft. Oh him. my God! I would dra- the four- Please take him. The 14, 15 pick. I could. Why I. Not? I am just so. I am just gonna be so happy for how bad you're gonna do in fantasy football when you draft uh, him. You're very off on Tavon Austin. Listen, you're you very off on Tavon Austin. You got to understand. You don't follow this team as close as I do. It doesn't matter about following the team. It does matter. It, it does matter. I'm why would it matter about following the, the, the team? Of course it matters. How do I know the Giants as good as you do? No. Exactly. It doesn't matter, but you know about the. But we all know about Tavon Austin. He does nothing. Let's let's. See he what, does nothing. Let's see what happens. It does nothing. Let Let's see what happens. Oh my God! Like it, it, let's it, see what happens. Like I said, you could have started off with Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. I like. He was. Do, he's doing all, it right. Th- those are all given, though. Those are all given. I gotta give people something that. Yeah, like not a thirty-yard touchdown, right? They're not gonna read on on you know on every fantasy. Because nobody wants to hear about Tavon Austin. He's not all gonna right. do anything. We'll see. You're you're very, you're very off on him. But we'll oh see. my God! You're you're gonna see. You're going to see, Charlie, trust me, all right? This is Tavon Austin. We will see. So anyway, moving on. Uh, you got the uh, the Redskins. Yeah, the Redskins. I mean, what what is it to say so much about the Redskins? I mean, look, I'll tell you the truth about the Redskins. I said I like Jordan Reed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am big on Jordan Reed. I am big on taking Jordan Reed. I think Jordan Reed should be drafted. Um, you should, there's a guy you should really look for for taking because of the fact that I mentioned before, Alex Smith, seven out of the last nine years, He's had a tight end in the top ten, and and the guy that he liked a lot when he was using 49ers, Vernon 
Davis was was out of those uh, seven years that was in the top ten, and he's the Jordan Reed backup. He's going undrafted. So even if you want to just pick up Vernon Davis like off the waiver wire, you could do that. Or if you want to take him with your very last pick, you could take you could do that because he's not even being like ranked up there. Because uh, don't get me wrong, I don't think Vernon Davis is that great anymore at all, and I think everybody agree. You know, it's easy to agree with me on that. But I just think that Alex Smith is going to utilize him more than he, just like he didn't for the most part in yeah. 49ers when he was in the prime top of his game. Alex Smith, I mean, he's you know he's the ultimate game manager. You know, if anything, he's gonna keep keep them in the game. The biggest thing, of course, which was a huge hurt to me and I, the, and the Redskins nation in general. Uh, and I, I'll tell you the truth: out of everybody in the NFC East, as a Giants fan, I hate the Redskins the least. I mean, besides like Deshaun Jackson, there's no reason really for me to hate the Redskins except for them being in my division. You know, this is not be a Giants fan. That was a fantasy. Deshaun Jackson's on Tampa Bay though. But when he was on oh, there. Right. You know, because he right. was also on the Eagles. It's like he's just like anti-Giants. Right, right, for the right. He was making his rounds. Yeah, and then when he ran across that one-yard line for the touchdown on us. Ooh. Yeah, that, that hurt. That hurt. Yeah, that was a stinger. Yeah, so, uh, but uh, to say about, like, so, um, but about the Redskins, I really don't think anybody else besides Alex Smith and Jordan because, uh, you know, Darius Geis was, is out for the year, mm-hmm. unfortunately. That kind of kills a lot of my strategy in a lot of ways, but he's out yeah. for the entire year. So now you got guys that you would take in the end – like uh, Samaji P. Ryan, uh, Rob Kelly, I don't think is either that bad either. When his rookie year, he was doing good. Mm-hmm. And then they call him Fat Rob Kelly, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. I mean, in his rookie year, he showed promise. The year after that, I didn't really show anything. But I mean, Samaji P. Ryan is worth as like a late round stash mm-hmm. to have. I mean, Chris Thompson, he's going to go up, I'm sure, in drafts. But he himself even said he's not even 100%. He said on his own by what Chris Thompson is 100% to him. He's yeah. not there. He's you're saying he's not going to be right until November. I yeah. mean, you got two months of football. You don't get healthier as the season goes along. I mean, they're, they're still going to use him. So PPR, he's he ranks higher, but uh, yeah. So what about, what about like, Jameson Crowder? I like. I don't, Crowder. I don't say. I don't. I don't think anything special about any, but any of them. I think no, they're all going it, right where they should be going, in, and that's in about PPR, it. PPR. I think he's going to be a PPR monster, especially with uh, Checkdown Alex. I. I, I no, because Alex is not all checked down the way you think he is. Yeah, he's yeah, not. Yeah. He's not like that. I'm telling you, all checked down the way he is. What he I've showed that last is, year. Yeah, of course. He showed last year he wasn't. Yeah. You yeah. know what? You that, that he wasn't last year. He wasn't. How I, much of Alex Smith I, football I, did you watch? I, I saw a lot of Alex Smith. Okay, Charlie, watch football. He was not checked down last year like that. Like how okay. he was. He really was not. And I'm telling you, most people are going to tell you. Going to tell you the truth. I'll pull up the numbers and I'll show you that next episode. Um, but. Uh, the only real ones I like, I like Alex Smith and I like Jordan Reed, and that's about it. And take Vernon Davis as like a handcuff to Jordan Reed, and that's 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 really about it to say about the Redskins. I do not, I don't see them making the playoffs. It's real unfortunate yeah, I mean, what happened. I mean, not for nothing. If you look at it this way, I mean, you know, you you kind of have a bad year. You get a high draft pick. You know, you take somebody else like another great wide receiver or somebody else to beef up your line again because your line's like mediocre there in the middle. It's not mm-hmm. really that great though. Or whatever, you take another great player in the draft, and you know, you, you kind of looks like you, you're not so much because even with Josh Doxon being as young as he is, he's still hurt as he is now. Yeah. So uh, going on to the NFC North, because mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time on the East. <laughs> yeah, we we sure did. We one should. one division down. <laughs> we got that out of the way. Going on to the NFC North. Go ahead, Charlie. Start us off with the NFC North. All right. So the Vikings. Um, a lot of buzz around the Vikings this year. Um, and I, the uh, power rankings just came out, and they, they were up to like number four. Um, I'm I'm a believer in the Vikings. I, I think that you know they had a great year last. Oh wait, year. wait, wait, wait. My bad to cut you off. My bad to cut you off. So wait. So who's your pick to win the East? The Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah. Okay. And I think the Cowboys will come out as a wild card. Okay. And you? 
fortunately, I'd probably have to go with the Eagles. Realistically, Giants right, but far behind. But I think the Eagles also. But I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants did. Yeah. All right, go on north. So you Vikings. All right, so the Vikings. Uh, a lot of buzz surrounding the uh, the Vikings this year. Uh, they made the big splash at the QB. Now the fan base. I, I know a couple of Vikings fans, and they all been saying the same thing for the last couple of years. Like we we think that we're a QB away from really being a, a Super Bowl contender. Now you know Case Keenum. You know played very admirable last year. He wasn't you know that bad, but now you have you know a legit quarterback at the helm. And with the weapons that they have, you know, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, you know, Dalvin Cook looks like he's back to, you know, full health. And they still have that lights out top five defense. Um, I have a big year for um, for Minnesota. I just don't see any way where they don't end up winning, you know, aside from a major injury. But that goes for anyone. But I think that they're going to be right there in the mix for, you know, the number one and number two seed and home field throughout the playoffs. So I, I expect a really big year for the Vikings. Yeah, like like I said before about the Vikings, I mean, uh, not but nothing. Also, like Stephon Diggs has been moving a lot up. Um, yeah. I remember I said before that you could really draft Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook, and Kirk Cousins all to be on your team. Yeah. But Stephon Diggs is going like right there in the third round with Adam Thielen, like right next to them. They're both like like three hundred eight, three hundred nine. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, I I still think Adam Thielen is going to be the better at the end of it. Right. But uh, you know, it, it's it, that team. It's their defense also is just you, you know like Xavier Rose is the truth. Yeah, and that defense is last year. That defense is lights out. Top ten against QBs, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, even yeah. kickers. They were top ten against them all. So, uh, I like the defense a lot. Uh, I like the team a lot for offensive implications. It, I really don't think I'm not a huge Kyle Rudolph fan, but because of the lack of tight ends that are out there, of course, I'm not saying I, he's not undraftable. It's not that I wouldn't take him either. Mm-hmm. There's really not a player that you can mention on uh, even even. Um, uh, Laquan Treadwell. Yeah. Take him as a left player, especially in a deep, deep league, you know, 14, 16 yeah. team league. Take I, him in the very late I've rounds. Seen that he's getting drafted. Yeah, yeah. He's he's also gonna be like a sleeper, somebody that could yeah. emerge. I mean, I don't I don't think this really gonna happen, yeah. but it's another possibility of it to happen. Right, right. I think it's a low possibility, possibility for him to like break out. Um but you you can pick any one of those players, even their defense, and I don't think there's no wrong with yeah. any minute flow Actually, they're my pick to win NFC North. Yeah, and um, you know Dalvin Cook was on his way to a monster year before he got hurt. So yeah, I mean I'm on board with you with the Vikes, man. I, I think they're the class of the division, and they're going to be right there for the number one seed in the conference. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think that they're 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 the ones up for me to uh, win it all. Um, so for me to go on with the with the Green Bay Packers that I'll mm-hmm. go on with. So, um, I'm really interested to see your take on the Packers. Well, what is it interesting take to say to say? It's the fact that. They're the Packers, and they're also really great. The only big, big thing that is a huge conundrum to me is the the running back position. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's um, Aaron Jones mm-hmm. is going to be the best running back out of there. I said this before and talk about the running backs that I know Jamal Williams is going the highest drafted. I would much rather take Adam Jones. He's going to be out those few games, those two games. Mm-hmm. He started practicing with the team again, but I think he's going to end up emerging as the best back in the backfield. He's mm-hmm. going to be the, the 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 most productive player. He's going to show the biggest runs. Like I said, he, you know he has he's shown before when he runs for fifteen more yards. The only person that did more fifteen or more yards out of every ten carries than him was Alva Kamara last year. And for his price range, he's going to be the best one to take. But that, that's to me is the biggest like conundrum to make. Um, 
I mean, you got Devontae Adams, which is definitely a, you know like a second rounder, one hundred percent to go yeah. with. Is uh, top, top ten receiver this year, I think. Yeah, well, on average, Aaron, um, on average, Aaron Rodgers, all his years mm-hmm. that he's been playing as a QB, every year that he's played, his wide receiver one ends up in the top ten. Yeah. On average, they end up in the top ten, and not for nothing. This guy in preseason also that came out, Marcus Valdez Scant- Scantling, Scantling, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I pronounced. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. MVS, <laughs> say yeah. we go with it. He's shown because this number three on that team was supposed to be uh, Geronimo Allison as a deep sleeper. But he's shown a lot. He had five catches for 101 yards and a touchdown in the last preseason game. Mm -hmm. Like, not for nothing, he could probably emerge as a number three on his team. Because, you know, you you got got Devontae Adams. You know you got Randall Cobb. And you could have this guy, Marcus Valdez. I'm not going to say it's Scantling, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Valdez Scantling. And... He could take over Geronimo Allison's spot. So yeah, I, mean, I mean, it is preseason. You got to take that with a grain of salt. Of but, course, but no, yeah, I, I hear you. But but, but I mean, the show he, had some sort of speed, had some real NFL yeah, yeah, speed. Because yeah, when you, yeah. even though preseason, take a grain of salt. Promise. I saw the highlights. It definitely yeah. showed promise. For so sure. so, but Rodgers is the X factor, though, man. As long as that guy's behind the helm, they're, they're going to be in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. There's no doubt he's going to be within I mean? the mix. Like, uh, you know, I'm not too crazy about their defense, but. That's about that. That's that's for the most part really about it. Yeah. I mean, so who else uh, do you like in the AFC? Uh, the AFC. Sorry, and, a- NFC. North. Sorry, sorry, Flex, sorry, sorry. Stay with me, Flex. Come on. I'm not that smart. You know that. All right. So the uh, the Chicago Bears. A lot of buzz surrounding the Bears. You know, they uh, you know new coaching. You know, new system. Uh, another year with Trubisky under center, and I just think that. You know, with the new system that they're implementing, it calls for a lot of, you know, a lot of rollouts, a lot of misdirections, a lot of like pre-snap um, changes. So I think that, you know, they're they're going to be better. I still don't think that they're going to challenge for a wild card, but I think that they're going to be significantly improved. Um, you know, th- there's weapons galore around for Trubisky. But the thing with Trubisky is I, I think he's a good quarterback. I, I don't see greatness in him. You know, I, I think he'll be okay. Um, you know, they, they have Allen Robinson. Jordan Howard is, is going to be there. Uh, I think Tariq Cohen is the wild card. For the system that they're implementing, I think that he's going to get a ton of targets, a ton of production. So, I, you know, based on where he's going in drafts, I think there's a ton of value with Tariq Cohen. And then your guy, Trey Burton. You know, now mm-hmm. Trey Burton is no longer the sleeper that he was, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago. It seems like everybody's talking about this kid. You know, and they gave him big money, so he's going to be featured. So I think that the Bears do make improvements. I think their their defense will take a step forward. Uh, they just signed their their first round pick, uh, Raquan Smith. So he follows in that lineage of great linebackers that they've always had with the Bears. You know, you had your Brian Herlockers, your Mike Singletary, your Dick Buckus. Um, so I think that you know the Bears will make improvements, but I still still see them as. Uh, they're still a fringe team to me. I think they're going to be like right around six to seven wins. Their upside is seven wins, I think. I feel bad for the Bears because they're just in a tough division for themselves. I mean, yeah. like I said, I think the Vikings are going to be the winners of the NFC North. Uh, I mean, you got four games against the Vikes and the, and the Packers, and you know the Lions are no, they're not going to be any slouch either. It's, it's one big reason why I do not like Allen Robinson this year. And I remember the first year, and I actually won a championship the first year when he came out, and I mm-hmm. kept telling people. Allen Robinson is going to be the guy. Allen Robinson is going to be the guy, and he was going to be the guy. And I kept saying that. I remember my wide receiver core that year was uh, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, 
and Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson's first year. Mm-hmm. And that was my that, that was, was the year that Allen Robinson had that big year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had him. I had him, and I took Julio Calvin. I took Allen Robinson, and I had those three wide receivers, and I ended up winning me a championship. But uh, I I don't like him this year because he did great the first year. He didn't do that great the second year. Mm-hmm. And then he got hurt. Yeah. Like he dropped whew, way yeah. down. So like I I don't like Allen Robinson uh, because he's shown that maybe he was kind of a fluke. I don't think he is. I think he's a good player, but I think it's gonna be really a lot harder from this season. Because look at it, not even that. You got to play two games against Xavier Rhodes mm-hmm. and two games against Darius Slay. Yeah, those are two top corners. Like those, like the names of the, uh, some of the best up there, along with Patrick Peterson and Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So like to play two games against those guys, four games out of your your season, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I do not trust Allen Robinson. I like Anthony Miller. Yeah. Who is their wide receiver to the rookie, especially now that they traded Cam Meredith? Now that Cam Meredith's on the Saints, I like Anthony Miller, but Robinson. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, look, I think the silver lining with them is that I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot, so there's going to be a lot of targets there for him, and he he could eat all those targets. I up. still like Trey Burton, like you were saying. I think a lot more of the targets going to go there because when they kind of gave Trubisky the reins to do whatever he wanted, he as his twenty percent of his targets went to the tight end to Zach Miller. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like Trubisky. I like Tariq Cohen way better than I like Jordan Howard in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree hundred percent. But like right. I said, it's just a tough. Like you know, the Lions are a tough defense. The Vikings are a real tough defense. The Packers are not like really a draftable defense, but they're a playable defense given the right matchup. So I just think the, yeah. the Bears are just in a tough the black tough and blue division. Matchup. They call it that for a reason. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 scary for them, but um. I like Trubisky to do a lot better. I think Trubisky is draftable, especially mm-hmm. as like more of a backup quarterback, especially if you're in a two QB league. If you're in a two QB league, I like that. I like him in daily in certain situations too. Um, but I wouldn't be confident to have him as like the main Yeah. No, my, I'm, my, I'm, my I'm quarterback sure. one, no. Not not yet. He's not there yet. But I'm saying no and I say him Allen Robinson is a fantasy no notice here. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Do not do it. All right, the Detroit Lions. What do you got? The Detroit Lions. So talking about the Detroit Lions, like I said before, I like you know, Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. They were both within the top 12. That's crazy of two of your wide receivers within the top 12. Yeah. Golden, uh, Golden Tate, four straight 90 cap seasons. Yeah, yeah. Gold, 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 Golden, Golden Tate shows, you know, he's he's consistent, you know, and he's – that that's the main thing he is. He's always consistent to give you proven numbers every week. Mm-hmm. And Marvin Jones, I just, I just like him a little better this year. Like, if you take Golden Tate, fine. I would draft Golden Tate. But I more than likely would like to draft Marvin Jones because he's going like a little bit later than him. Not much later. Yeah. But he costs a little bit less. And he's going to put a very similar numbers. Like yeah. I said, they were both inside the top 12. Both the numbers weren't far off. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. He's uh, solid every year. Every year. Solid. Every yeah. year he's solid. Uh, it's And the thing about, sorry, the thing about uh, Marvin Jones I found interesting is that nobody's talking about him. Like it's, it's so no, quiet. Nobody no talks about buzz, Golden Tate either. It's quiet. No buzz around the Marvin Jones. But I mean, Mar- there's a little buzz around Tate, but nothing on Jones. Marvin Jones is kind of like it's almost like with the Raiders when they had like you know uh, what's his name Michael Crabtree mm-hmm. and Mark Cooper. Mark Cooper was Golden Tate, like the number one guy, giving the dot targets to, right. and the Michael Crabtree, the touchdown depended more on Marvin Jones. That's what he pulled off, right? And there was a there was a period of time. Um, I don't know. If, I don't think it was last season. Last season, I think the season before where. Marvin Jones had like a two, three week run where he was like the best receiver in football. Do you yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. No, of course, absolutely. Yeah. I remember that. Like I said, that's that's why I like him better because he goes a little bit later. He's going to still put up around the same amount of points as him. Carry on Johnson. I am a fan of Carry on Johnson. Yeah. I like Carry on Johnson a lot. I mean, they're they're really showing that he could really be that guy. I mean, he had sixty seven yards of scrimmage 
on 11 total touches. Seven of those were from the runs, and four of those were from catches in the preseason game. So they're giving, they're they're letting go of the of the leash a little bit yeah. on them to giving see what's possible. Yeah. Right now on the unofficial, because on the unofficial um, uh, depth charts, yeah, he's listed like behind. Theoretic and behind Legarrette Blount. Legarrette Blount's this is starter. He's going to be yeah. the starter. Legarrette Blount. And Abdul is still in the mix. And Abdul is still going to be in yeah. the mix. But, but I think you know the the goal line work. Um, I think what what hurts him a little bit is that the goal line work is all going to Blunt. Like everybody. Yeah, knows well, that's that. what Legarrette Blunt did you his know? whole career. That's what he's uh, going to do. But I think that you know by by within like week four, week five, that Carrion will get a lion's share of the uh, of the carries for sure. No pun intended. No, no, no. I, 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 I love to. Uh, like, if you're listening to this other uh, fantasy football podcast, podcast, I would talk like "Carry on my wayward son." Do you know what song that is? No, oh, Charlie. It's a "Carry on my wayward son." You have the uh, flourishing DJ career. Carry right on up. my wayward son. <laughs> There'll be peace when you are gone. Yeah, Mike, that's right. Now I just had to it, my man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so like "Carry on Johnson," I like a lot to. Um, Especially in Dynasty, mm-hmm. especially as a late round, if anybody gets hurt, I think he's going to emerge. He could be a three down back, maybe not this year, but he could emerge and come up and to be like that every down back kind of player. Like I said, you only see what he did for scrimmage, you know, with sixty seven yards, four of them were from rushing. I mean, four from catches and seven from running. I think he's going to have a really, really solid uh, career. Mm-hmm. Maybe not this year so much, but a career going forward. And I do. Like the Detroit Lions a lot, and uh, just like I said, I, I just know players I'm against on drafting for the most part on that team, especially definitely the defense. Though, I like a lot. Mm-hmm. The defense is going kind of late too. Supposedly, you know, because the Jaguars are going so far ahead and the Rams are going so far ahead. You know, you want to take them late. What about uh, Galladay? What are your thoughts on them? Uh, personally, I think he's overhyped. Really? I think he's overrated. I, there's a lot of people out there saying that he's the he's the breakout star they said of the, the year. They said that last year too. Yeah, baby Tron. I, I just I just think I mean, he's overrated. Look, the eye test tells you that he's ready to pop, you know. But you know, Un, until until you give me no, I get it. Yeah, until you give me until you give me a reason to say otherwise, I'm gonna say overrated, yeah. and I would have no problem saying that I am wrong about him. Yeah. I mean, dude, the guy's 6'4", 230, you know. Babytron, that's why I got the Babytron, name, Babytron. Yeah, but I, go I, up, get the ball in traffic. You can't, you can't teach that. I think he's overrated. But he's got he's to put it together. You know, the talent's there, but we'll see. I think he's like their Eric Ebron. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Another one overrated that was just yeah. big for nothing. And Shipped him out of there. Talent's there, but, you know, you gotta, if you have the talent, you got to show it. You got to yeah. produce it, you know what I mean? For sure. So, yeah. Anyway, so we got to kind of wrap up on that because we don't have time. To finish the other two, unfortunately, because yeah. our, our we'll hour get, is coming we'll get up. That to, uh, we'll get that to the next show. We're gonna we're gonna have to finish the other two in the next show. The next show we're gonna talk about the NFC. We're gonna have to talk about. I think we just went. I think it's gonna go a lot smoother now because we got our Giants and our Cowboys talk out the yeah, way. Yeah, that, that went over a little. bit. That went over a little bit. That's fine. That's a lot of people listening. I think we got that out the way. So we'll do the uh, the South and the West next episode. We'll do the South and the West episode now to close out this show. I know Charlie. We always usually do questions, right? Random questions. Yes. I didn't talk to you about this. I didn't let you know anything about this, but this is something that I'm going to bring up on this show and I'm going to just surprise you with it and I want to see your answer. I think one way to finish out the show is we talk about top fives. Okay. And it could be with anything. Okay, I like anything it. Anything in random. Yeah. So far, I like it so far. I'm not sure if I like it by the end of it. But go ahead. Oh, because we're going to talk about some weird top five stuff also <laughs> that'll come around. Like, like, you know, like things you probably wouldn't like uh, or would think about. So if you want to hear a top five in our opinion, Ask us, and also by asking us on our 
Twitter or Instagram. Remember at BFB Podcast on Instagram, at Twitter at Podcast BFB. But anyway, you're going to ask us. That will give you a chance to get noticed to get the Le'Veon Bell jersey. So if you want us to ask even a weird top five, no matter how weird it may be, mm-hmm. hit us up, and then maybe we'll make it a segment of the show. So I'm going to start off kind of easy, I guess, for you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask you your top five rap albums of all time. Ooh, top five rap albums. You don't have five minutes to answer, right. just so you know. So uh, Reasonable Doubt is up there for sure. They don't have to be in any order. Yeah, Reasonable Doubt, uh, Illmatic. Um, hmm. Remember, Ezekiel Elliott's not a rapper. Life After Death. Damn, top five. There's so many. I mean, there, there's just so many. Um, I'm going to say the original Blueprint. Two Jay-Z albums? Yeah. Jesus Christ. The original Blueprint is definitely up there. Uh-huh. And number five, I'm going to say... Uh, Mob Deep Infamous. Nice. There you go. All right. Infamous? Yeah. Nice. Pop Quiz, what was Mob Deep's first album? What do you mean? Infamous. No, Infamous was the second. Uh-huh. That's first like album? That's like saying Jason Voorhees was the, was the first killer on Friday the 13th when it wasn't. He didn't come out to the sequel. His mom was the killer in the first one. No, nah, no. Nah. What's the first album? Uh, Juvenile Hell. Juvenile Hell. Oh, all right. Juvenile Hell. <laughs> yeah. Does he top five? So then. Top five. No. Okay. All right. I mean, but there's so many, though. You know, it's, it's just. Uh, Tough to do under the gun. Tough to do under the gun. I feel you. I mean, yeah, I, I have. What, what, what are your top five? My top five. My yeah. top five is uh, Nas Illmatic, uh, Wu Tang Clan, and Forever. Wu Tang Forever. Uh, Gangstar Moment of Truth, for me. Uh, the Art of Storytelling by Slick Rick, and that's mainly just because of the fact of like uh, storytelling wise. I love the storytelling between them. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth one's kind of a toss up between the Black Star album because I know every word for word for that album for Black Star, and also. Uh, Rock Kim's the 18th letter of the Book of Life, and that's only because it has his greatest hits and some of his new tracks. And oh. I think Rock Kim is the greatest rapper of all. I'm sorry, excuse me, greatest MC of all time. My favorite MC is Common, but I think Rock Kim's the greatest MC of all time. Uh, no Jay, no Biggie. Interesting. I, I'm not. I told you, I'm not as big of a fan as most people would think it is. I'm not. Hmm. All right. Uh, that's about all that we have. Mike, get the outro music all set up for us. You want to set that up so this we can start wrapping it up. So like I said, party people, sorry that we didn't get to finish together to see the way we wanted because we had some more um, beef that we had to like, get out of the way. Uh, and yeah, so then we had to just continue that on for the next one. And then there we go. Yeah. So then, um, so yeah, like I said, once again, do everything you can to get it yourself noticed. And thank you. Thank you so much. We're almost at a thousand. We're a thousand downloads. We're almost at a yeah, thousand. Yeah, we got in there. Help us get to a thousand quicker. Help us get to a thousand even before to our next show. Subscribe. Please subscribe to us. Continue to support us. Continue to grow with us. We want to keep you all involved. We still got more guests coming up. Win yourself the Le'Veon Bell jersey. Party people. We got a lot of things planned for the upcoming season. A lot of events. A lot of places to come and meet us. And then we're going to host. It's going to be awesome. So, Charlie, you want to say goodbye to the party? people. Bureau, until next time. Peace. See you on this side of the other party, people. Peace.